You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Heart Matters, where leading cardiology experts explore the latest trends, technologies, and clinical developments in cardiology practice. Your host for Heart Matters is Dr. Janet Wright, Senior Vice President for Science and Quality for the American College of Cardiology. Can a little bit of exercise each week move the needle for obese children? Our guest today is Dr. Natalie Farpour Lambert, head of the Pediatric Exercise Medicine and Obesity Care Program in the Department of Pediatrics at the University Hospitals of Geneva in Switzerland. Welcome, Dr. Farpour Lambert. Hello. Oh, glad to have you here. We're going to talk today about childhood obesity and specifically its impact on cardiovascular findings and cardiovascular disease. Could you frame that issue of childhood obesity for our listeners? Yeah, so now we know that the prevalence of childhood obesity is increasing very quickly and more than one third of children are overweight in most industrialized countries. And we have some evidence that the early sign of atherosclerosis and as well as hypertension appear very early in these children. How frightening. I remember data about Vietnam casualties in their 20s who manifested signs of atherosclerosis streaking in the aorta. What are you finding in obese children? So there have been interesting studies also in children who had, for example, a car accident and they investigated early lesions in in arteries in in children as young as four years. And that was the first time, it was in in the Framingham study, and that was the first time that they discovered very early signs of atherosclerosis in obese children. And then now we have the technology and we use high-resolution ultrasound sound of the arteries to look at the function of arteries, the vascular reactivity, and also the thickness of the arterial wall, and especially what we name the intermedia thickness. And tell us some of your findings. So what we can find in obese children compared to non-obese children is that the function of arteries is impaired and especially the endothelial cell function. In fact, the arteries are more stiff and do not react normally compared to lean children. That leads to a peripheral resistance in arteries and increased blood pressure. And Natalie, you're finding this in children before puberty. Yes, that's right. So we investigated the arterial function in children as young as six years old using high-resolution ultrasound, and we found significantly a different function in obese children. They had increased stiffness, endothelial dysfunction. What was interesting is that in young children, we didn't find increased thickness of the arterial wall. That's different to studies who investigated the arterial geometry in adolescents. So probably children, obese children, develop first arterial stiffness and reduce reactivity of arteries, and later in life, the thickness of the arterial wall increase, and especially the intima media sickness. I understand you found a remarkable incidence of hypertension in these obese children. 
having a few studies in obese children showing increased resting blood pressure. Normally, we measure blood pressure after 10 minutes of rest in sitting position. And, but the gold standard in children is to use uh, 24 hours ambulatory uh, monitoring. And we found a significant difference between the resting blood pressure or office blood pressure and ambulatory. For example, about 15 to 20% of these children are considered as hypertensive using office blood pressure measure. But when we use the ambulatory measure, we find that more than 47% of, of children are considered as hypertensive. We know that we miss the diagnosis of hypertension in more than 50% of cases in obese children. And this is probably due to the fact that the pressure remains normal in sitting position. But as soon as they are standing or doing some physical activity, there is an increase in blood pressure, probably due to abnormal vascular function. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Janet Wright, and our guest today is Dr. Natalie Farpour-Lambert, head of the Pediatric Exercise Medicine and Obesity Care Program in the Department of Pediatrics at the University Hospitals of Geneva in Switzerland. We're discussing the global issue of obesity and improving cardiovascular health in children. Natalie, like any good and dedicated professional, as you observe these things and measure, you set immediately in your mind to design something to reverse this trend. I know you and your group published a paper about a study in children. Tell our listeners about the design of that study. Well, we know that physical activity is an important determinant of cardiovascular health in adults. There are a few studies in, in healthy children and the general population showing that regular physical activity reduces cardiovascular disease risk factors. So knowing the risk of these conditions in obese children, we investigated the effect of the physical activity intervention. It was a very easy intervention. The children had three times a week, uh, one hour of physical activity, including walking, playing games, swimming. So general physical activities that they could do also at school. And we did a three-month intervention, and then we invited the children to continue for three more months. And what we saw is that children who had, who did three times 60 minutes of physical activity per week had a significant improvement in blood pressure, but also in arterial function, such as arterial stiffness. And also we found an effect on the arterial wall sickness. So we were impressed to see that with just a little physical activity intervention, we had such important effects, and that would be really easy to include in, for example, in physical education at school. The problem is that obese children do not tolerate exercise as well as lean children, and sometimes physical activity has to be adapted to the children's capacity. They are usually more comfortable in, in walking instead of running. They love ball game, games, but sometimes the rules have to be adapted. 
So there's a lot of things to do uh, with obese children and without putting too much pressure on food. And that's what we did. We didn't give any counseling on nutrition. That was for the design of the study, but we were also persuaded that the food restriction is really hard for to tolerate for obese children and gets usually to frustration and, and to the opposite results. There's so many challenges, Natalie, as you mentioned, in studying kids and then in trying to change behavior both at the child level and at the parent level. I wonder if you'd speak a little bit more about those challenges. Well, we know that the ideal would be to prevent childhood obesity. Prevention measures should include individual changes and, and especially family changes in improving their lifestyle. But these families cannot improve their lifestyle if the environment is not better. And we have seen in the last 30 years so many changes in diet, in physical activity, including more time spent in front of TV or computers, not enough physical activity before school, after school. Going to school by foot or by bicycle is now not very common due to the increase of traffic and the changes in cities. So to help these children to have a healthier diet and to be physically active, we also need to improve their environment and giving them more opportunity to play outdoor, to run a bicycle, and also to eat healthy food. And now the problem is the children and their parents can't find so many food in supermarkets and especially very food dense in energy. So we need to do a whole reflection about the environment of children, both for prevention but also to help obese children to acquire a healthy lifestyle. In obese children, we need also ideally to make changes very early in life, especially before puberty, because we know that the results of intervention are much better if we start early in obese children. And also, we need to support families because these children and their parents feel that it's really difficult to make changes in our society and so they need a psychological support. You know, that's an excellent point that you raise, that change is hard for everyone, but when you're changing against the stream of your culture, it's particularly challenging. I think one of the most stunning results from your study is that it didn't take much to see beneficial effects with both blood pressure and arterial stiffness. Re-emphasize the incremental change that you all made in this study. Guidelines in children indicate that they should do at least 60 minutes per day of physical activity seven days a week. But in fact, in obese children, only three times one hour resulted in in really, really interesting results. And for example, at the beginning of the intervention, we had 50% of children who were hypertensive 
and after six months of physical activity, only 25% were still hypertensive. So that's a very easy way to treat hypertension in, in obese children. And also, we, we found a significant effect on body fat, especially on abdominal fat. So it's not only the fact of improving arterial function of blood pressure, but also improving body composition. Tell us a little bit more about that, and did you look at lipids in this study? Yes, we investigated the lipid profile of these children and also insulin resistance in disease, but we didn't find any changes after three months or six months of physical activity. This is probably due to the fact that in eight-year-old children, it's probably too early to see such changes because their lipid profile is almost normal. The first changes seen very early in obese children is a decrease of the HDL cholesterol, but usually we don't see any other abnormalities. So if it's almost normal at the beginning of the intervention, it's not surprising that we didn't find any changes at the intervention. In regards to insulin resistance, that was the same. We had a little increase in insulin, in fasting insulin levels, and so it's probably not enough to see an effect of the intervention. But other studies in adolescents, in obese adolescents, have looked at the lipid profile and insulin resistance. And some studies found changes after multidisciplinary intervention, including physical activity, a healthy diet, and, and psychological support, but some other did not. So it's not so clear if we can see changes in, in children and adolescents in regards to blood lipids or insulin resistance indices. So, Natalie, to close, I need you to give 20 seconds of strong advice to our listeners, both the healthcare professionals, many of whom are parents. How can they help obese children improve their cardiovascular health? I would say physical activity first. It's fun, and it's very important for cardiovascular health. Parents should play a role model in stimulating physical activity in their children. Schools are also responsible for organizing physical education for children. The ideal would be at least three times, 60 minutes per week. And finally, I will say not to forget healthy eating, more fruits and vegetables, and less products which include a lot of fat and sugar. We've been talking with Dr. Natalie Farpour-Lambert about the global issue of obesity and improving cardiovascular health in children. Dr. Farpour-Lambert, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. For more information on this week's show or to download a podcast of this segment, please visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.